It's time for the Moving the Chains podcast. Your home for high school football coverage in the Palmetto State. Every team, every game, every week. And now your hosts, Kevin Thomas and John Epps. What's up, guys? Kevin Thomas, John Epps here, Moving the Chains, our upper state, lower state preview show, John. It's it's crazy. This season's flown by. We've only got, uh, you know, 10 games left this week, another five next week. Boy, oh, boy, do we have some great football on tap here. Yeah, and, you know, we had some really good football this past we week. We had, uh, like every week, we've had some blowouts. We had some surprises. Um but the good games have been really, really good. Last week we we were at a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, there were another couple of good games around the state, and boy, I looking at the upper state lower state championships this week. I don't. I think we're gonna have some that are gonna be pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of them I've got no idea. Yeah, yeah. Some of these games will be tough to pick for sure. Um, this is your guys' first opportunity. We really appreciate that. Check us out movingchains.com. That's got all of our links to our social and whatnot back and forth. Um, it's got all of our graphics on there as well. Check out our Facebook page. You're on it now. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all at Moving Change, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. Um, check out our interviews we've got throughout the year. We've got some great guys still in the playoffs. We talked to Coach Wilkes. Talked to a few other big ones. Uh, we talked to Grayson Loftus with the starters. Definitely a lot of great interviews still have you guys to check out. Our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. John and I go live on Tuesday nights. Preview shows we'll be done again next week. Drew Henderson and I do a live, or sorry, a recorded recap show on Sundays. It comes out. Tune in for that on our, on our podcast apps. And then obviously our Friday Night Spaces on Twitter. It's a great little scoreboard show we're doing. It's a lot of fun to do there. A um, couple comments here before we get into our games of the week. We've got uh, Patrick saying, what's up, guys? Patrick, good to see you, buddy. Huge game this week for you guys. Maybe over at the reservation, see how that goes. Chandler says Johnsville's had the toughest road out of 1A. They have played some tough ball games. No doubt yeah. about it. The flashes are, are yeah. looking really good right now. Uh, Patrick says do 5A first, LOL. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Let me talk to John here. We'll see what we can do. Uh, Bradley says hello, guys. Hope you're doing well. Bradley, good to see you, my man. Uh, appreciate you hopping in here as always. Zach says good evening, gentlemen. Got some all-out wars coming on Friday. Uh, hope to see you on Patrick. see the Red Devils play. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a big game, too. Maybe there's a reservation. I don't know what we're going to be yet. John may be out of town. I'd be out of town. We shall see. Bradley said, I'm really nervous this week. Going to cause me to have a heart attack. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a big one, John. Uh, hey, it's going to be fun, though. For sure. We're sure. We're here on our Upper State, Lower State preview show from the Security Advantage Federal Credit Union, John. Let's look at our Kona games of the week. Obviously, they're all big at this point. We're going to go through all 10 of them, but we've got five we kind of circled out. Do we want to go one to five? Is that what we decided? Oh, sure. Let's do five at first. Though. Five at first. Yeah, okay. Sure. The game that Patrick asked about, the game that Bradley's talking about, the rematch of the 2021 5A state title, John. We've got Dutch Fort 
traveling to Gaffney. Dutch Fork 12 and 1, Gaffney 9 and 3. You know, this game last year in the state title was a was an all-time classic, a thriller. Gaffney won 22 to 19. Dutch Fork right now they're rolling, John. Uh, they beat Spartanburg 63 to 14 last week. You know, Gaffney got some revenge. They beat Burns, who had beaten them in week 10, took those guys down 34-28. The game wasn't really that close. You know, what do you think here? I mean, if you're just looking at it from like the way the teams are playing, you would say, all right, Dutch Fork is just rolling right now. It's going to be tough to beat. But then you look at Gaffney, and they got the home field advantage. And it's, yeah. it is a heck of a home field advantage, John. It, it certainly is. It certainly is. Um, but Dutch Fork is – they are on another level right now with the way that they're playing. If this game was, I'd say, end of the regular season, after the back half of the season, I, I like Gaffney a lot. Mm -hmm. I like Gaffney a lot. And Gaffney is playing very good football. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that's going to be – you could pick five teams in the state. Uh, you might could pick five teams out of North Carolina uh, to try to play Dutch fourth. I don't know if anybody's going to beat them. What they're doing – they're they're putting up a lot of points. Mm -hmm. you know, them scoring thirty five against Dorman a couple of weeks ago was a little bit of a letdown offensively. Yeah, they yep. got thirty five. You know they they are absolutely rolling. Gaffney, on the other hand, has had a tough road. They have they have had a tough road and they have answered the bell every single time lately. Last few weeks, um, played you could say the hottest team in the state last week. Yeah, the Burns Rebels who knocked off Tilker's team mm -hmm. in the first round. You know what Burns had done up to this point was very impressive. They were making plays to win ball games, not just doing what it took. And Gaffney, like you said, it was a six-point game. Well, it really wasn't a it, yeah. it wasn't a one-score game. A majority of that that ball game, it, Gaffney was up by two scores. Really, the entire ball game, at least two scores in that game. They they really controlled that game, which is great. Yeah. But Dutch Fort, they're not controlling games. They are taking their opponents and just absolutely shoving their face in the dirt. Yeah. I and we talked we had this almost identical conversation, I feel like, last year, going into the weekend in champions, saying, Boy, Dutch Force is just too good. They're just dominating everybody. They, they got this, they got that. I and I know we're saying the same thing. I'm saying the same thing this year. I gotta go with Dutch Fork. I gotta go with Dutch Fork. It, it's gonna be everything is in Gaffney's favor as far as the home crowd goes. They're gonna have a huge crowd, it's gonna be raucous. Reservation's going to be great. They got, they're going to have all that on their side. I just don't see it being enough. Dutch Fork averaging 44 on offense, 13 on defense. Gaffney averaging 30 on offense, 21 on defense. You know, Dutch Fork, we know about Jarvis Grant. I think last week he played a half, had like a nine for a buck 91, three touchdowns. Like he is going for a buck 50 plus, a buck 75 plus a week, it seems like. Uh, he is just, just on fire right now. The quarterback, Appler, is back healthy. He's playing good ball for them. And I mention it every week the defense, Sean. Hinton and Perry and Danley showed up. They held Mr. Football finalist, Trombone quarterback Raheem Jeter last week, six for 23, two interceptions. I mean, that's a kid that's going to play on Saturdays, one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Not just Saturdays, but FBS level, yeah. power yeah. five. Yeah, the Vikings football. had no chance last week. And that's a good offense, you know, with, with Carter and Danton and those guys there. They shut them down. Gaffney, yeah, like you said, they're playing good ball. Grayson Loft is playing some of his best football right now. Had two really good weeks in a row against Mann and against Burns throwing the ball around. You know, the running backs, McTowell and Tate, McDowell and Tate are really good players. McDowell's a young guy I like a lot. The receivers, you know, we talked about earlier in the year, there's really just little John there. But now Jeffries is back healthy. He's playing well. Medley had a big game last week for them. Uh, Drew Medley had a huge game. I love that defense, though. Nathan Johnson, yeah. one of the best linemen in the state. 
Brayshawn Littlejohn, the Mizzou commit, is a stud. You know, they they held Livingston to under, I think, like 10 yards last week for Burns. Like they shut down, shut down that run game. Um, and Nathan Johnson had a huge game, too. You know, he, he had just a couple big sacks on Shaw. Him and Littlejohn just, you know, really hit Shaw hard a lot. And to win this game, they're going to do the same thing. Like, they're going to have to hit Appler. They've got to stop the running attack of Dutch Ford. You know, you know, we, if we know something about Tom Knotts, it's that if the running game's working, they're going to keep doing that. He doesn't care about throwing the ball. He wants to win the game and, you know, and, and score points. So that's going to be a tough one uh, to, to see how that goes down. You know, Gaffney at home is is it's special. I mean, it's hard to, to put into words how much that matters. Like, it's not just home field. It's, it's another level from that, playing at the reservation. I mean, it's going to be 10,000-plus, you know, crowd there. Um, it's going to be wild. You know, this is a game that you'd almost rather see it in the state title game than in the upper state. But yeah. you do get that that home field advantage here. You don't get that, you know, neutral site. Um, i tell you what worries me about about Gaffney, and you mentioned it earlier in the year. We had, you saw them play special teams. Um, had a couple kind of weird plays. Even last week, give a big return to Armani Weaver for a touchdown against Dutch Fort. In a game that's, you know, of this level, this magnitude, you can't have any mistakes at that part of, you know, on that part of the game there. It's 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 hard not to go Dutch Fork, honestly, um, in this game. But I don't know, man. It's just hard to pick against Gaffney, too. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's – and you look at this game, you go, okay, what has Dutch Fork done really, really well as of late mm-hmm. running the football? Mm-hmm. What is Gaffney really, really confident, really feel good about, about on their team? Yeah. Their defense up front stopping the run. And that that's going to be, I think, the pivotal part of this game. I, you know, Appler's not going to be the best quarterback that Gaffney has seen this year. Nope. Okay, um, they they have faced some really good quarterbacks. Yes, that's not going. They face a good one in practice every day. Yeah, Appler's not going to be. Appler might be the guy that has to win the game, but that that's what Gaffney wants. Yeah, can you neutralize driver screen and make him just? Keep them under, keep them under 150 yards. You know, um, make it to where Dutch Fort has to throw the ball to win the game. If they can do that, they've got a very, very good chance of winning the ball game because I like the big playability offensively mm-hmm. for Gaffney, Shug Jeffries, Amazing Little John to hit some big ones throughout that game in the passing passing game. Whereas Dutch Fort, I, I don't know. I think that defense. If they're forcing Appler to throw the ball more than Dutch Fork wants to, that's going to bode really, really well for the Indians. Um, that defense you saw about Dutch Fork, Perry, boy, that guy's a monster. Yes. He is a monster on that side of the field. He's all over the place. Um, that's going to be the big question. Can they neutralize drop screening? I, I don't know they're going to be able to do it enough to win this game, but if they can, if Gaffney is able to do that, uh, look out, Dutch Fort. You, you could, and what would be crazy? When's the last time? I like. I don't know the number of the stat on this. When's the last time Dutch Fork has lost to the same opponent back to back? Let's say maybe not. Ignore, probably ignore back to back years. Back to back before games. they got good for sure. Yeah, you know? uh, that'd have been you know several years back. You know, you look at Gat or a Dutch Fort. The one game they lost that St. Francis team obviously is just a monster, but they couldn't run the ball. And they lost that game because they could not run the ball. You know, but even earlier in the year, that's what we wanted to do. You know, with Appler was out, you know, against a Spartanburg team. Green, I think, ran for 300 plus. Like, that's what they want to do is run the football. Gaffney has to stop the run. That's their first and, and you know, key point there, in my in my opinion. But that will be a huge game at the reservation. Going to be a lot of fun in the in the 5A Upper State Final there. A couple comments we've got. Uh, 
Chris says, what's up? Chris, good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you being in here. Um, let's see. Cal says, where's the Tennessee hoodie at? Oh, oh man, I lost it. <laughs> Love it. I accidentally put it on the other day before I was going out of the house, and I looked down. I was like, "Oh, there ain't no way I'm going out and ball with this thing on." <laughs> Kenneth said, "What game do you guys going to?" Not sure. You know, with the Thanksgiving holiday, we're traveling around. Um, I think Drell's going to be at Dutch Fort Gaffney. Not sure where John and I are going to be yet. We'll see how that goes. I'm um, probably going to go to the Dillon game if, if weather permits. Um, I'll be in that part of the state. I haven't been to Dillon yet this year. Haven't been between the White Walls. Uh, but that's where I'm leaning as of right now. Let's see. We got a comment here. Um, where did I go? I lost my spot here. Patrick says Jarvis Green versus Nate and Bray. Just saying. Yeah, that's the whole matchup. It comes down to the run game. Yep. I agree. Um, Chris says, no, no, no. Y'all can't pick Gaffney to win. <laughs> man, I, I don't know what to do, honestly, man. Uh, Bradley says, Bradley says I, don't think, I don't think anybody's going to pick Gaffney this week. Um, Bradley says, not mad for anybody picking Dutch 4. Kenneth says, do 4A next. We, we are actually going to. Zach says, uh, real question is, what's your opinion of the two-point call on Patrick O'Daniel? We'll get to that one here in a minute. Uh, Drill says, Dutch Fork wins big. One more comment we had here. Uh, Shannon says, Gaffney put Burns like 14 negative yards rushing there. Vincent putting in work. They certainly have. That was a huge big part time. of that win last week. Uh, Chandler says, 5A is weak this year. I'm not sure about that, Chandler. Um, that's There's a lot of good teams in there, John. But let's move on to, like we said there, uh, uh, 4A, lower state final. South Florence... At AC Flora. So, um, oh, 4A. Yeah, sorry. Do the yes. five. No, let's, let's, we'll, we'll go back. Yeah, yeah. 4A, South Florence at AC Flora. We've got the Bruins at 13 and up. The Falcons at 13 and up. Uh, two teams have been rolling all year long. You know, South Florence, big win, 52-21 over James Island last week, averaging 47 on offense, 13 on defense. AC Flora beat West Florence 50-19 last week, averaging 46 on offense, 20 on defense. That South Lawrence win, that James Island team had given up like 113, 115 points all year. <laughs> they had that in the first half of South Lawrence. Insane. Did. Sellers threw for five, ran for one all in the first half. Just nuts there what he was able to do. You know, love Shiloh at the running back spot. Singletary out wide. Jaden Sellers out wide. Uh, you know, big fan of White and those guys on defense there. They're fast. They're physical. They, they fly around. Looking at AC Flora. Markel Townsend, I feel like he's had 200-plus the last few weeks. He did it again last week against the West Florence. Quarterback Carew Bates is, you know, a very steady hander. He's not going to make any crazy plays, it feels like, but he's going to do it, make the right play, make the right throw, not turn it over. He's playing great football for them. Obviously, Chris Lofton, a guy that you're very high on. He, uh, you know, and he's dedicated this year to his sister who died for the season. He's got that going for him. He, he's playing some really inspired ball for her there. Uh, the defense has been strong all week, or all year. I mean, holding West Florence to 19. That's really impressive to me, John. Uh, yeah. I was just scoring 50 is great on offense, but that's a good West Florence team. They held 19 points last week. Yeah, and just uh, just six in the second half, too. Mm -hmm. uh, this game was 30-13 to 13 at the half. Mm -hmm. um, and then third quarter, AC4 really put it away. Yeah. This, this is going to be a really, really fun game between um, some really good talent, offensive talent on that side of the ball for AC4, uh, wanting to run the ball. And then South Florence, obviously the Sellers, they, they can do anything. Mm -hmm. They can do anything they want, seems like, offensively. Aggressive defense. Yeah. You know, we talk about the Bruins. We talk about how good that offense is, how good Sellers is. You know, we saw that South Florence team, that defense go up against a very good West Florence team. That defense flies around. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're very coached well. They're disciplined. They're, they tackle well. They're, they're where they're supposed to be. Um, this is going to be an awesome ball game with a lot of talent. I just, I'm hard-pressed that, the AC4 is going to have what it takes 
to keep up with the Bruins for four quarters. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think – I don't see South Lawrence putting up 40, 50 points in the first half in this game. Maybe in the game, not in the first half. This is going to be – they're going to have to play three, four quarters to win this ball game. I think South Lawrence can do that. Yep. I don't know that AC Florida can play as good of a football as they need to play four quarters, 48 straight minutes to win this game. Um, but if anybody in lower state, 4A can do it, it's AC Florida. Um, yeah. it, this bracket has gone. I think we both would have said, hey, at the beginning of the playoffs, we're probably going to see a West Florence, yeah. West South rematch in the lower state championship. Um, AC Floor took care of that big time. Yep. Last week, I like the way this bracket has worked out. I'm glad they're getting, they're matching up AC Floor because I think outside of West Florence, well, until last week, AC Floor's best team in lower yep. state. They proved, hey, we are at least number two in lower state last Friday. Uh, this is gonna be a heck of a matchup. I just see, I think the Bruins we got a couple more playmakers and still, they're a little bit. I think they are. I'll say clearly better um in this ball game yeah it's crazy to say you know we've got a team here that you know is a number a number one overall seed for it which obviously just that's the way the bracket shook out it wasn't anything like you know actually voting or anything like that right but this AC 14 13 and 0 and you feel like they're still kind of under the radar i mean they, a little they, bit they didn't have the huge wins throughout the year they beat a greenwood team week zero um greenwood lost their best running back or you know that week they ended up not being as good as you know some former greenwood teams we've seen uh, they had a very nice win against Ridgeview in the year. That was probably their best win, honestly, yeah. that Ridgeview win there uh, to close out the season. But they've just been steamrolling everybody. You know, playing at home is a big help for them. We've been to that stadium. It's not the best home field advantage, but it's still, you know, playing at home is better than going on the road, always. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, you know, Coach Floyd doing a great job there in his first year. The one thing that I think gives them a chance, um, and, you know, looking at South Lawrence, they play fast, they're physical, but I will say they might be a little bit undersized. And AC Flora has a very big offensive line, very physical offensive line. And I haven't seen South play a team like that yet that could really maybe try to pound them up front. So interesting to see how that matchup goes there. Maybe, would um, you say, and, and then you can say it's a bit of a stretch, biggest team from a line perspective that they've played could be Oceanside. Yeah, Monroe Freeland. Certainly could be. And that's been their toughest game. Certainly could be. Um, you know, a squad like that. So that's interesting to see. You know, I think that, I don't know if AC Floor can stop South Lawrence enough to, to win the game. I think that's the worry. I do think AC Floor will score some points. I do too. I certainly do too. Um, but I, I think at the end you got to go with Sellers and Mr. Football finalist. Um, I think he finds enough ways to make enough plays to win to win a tight ball game there there in Columbia. Yeah, I think there's just too much. I think there's too much for AC Floor to have to try to shut down mm -hmm. defensively. Whereas if South Lawrence is able to, and again I don't think they're going to shut down AC Floor, but if they're able to slow down that run game a little bit and make, kind of like we talked about Gaffney Dutch Fork, if they can make AC4 throw the ball maybe a little bit more than mm -hmm. they want to, and that, that can make things a little bit more difficult for the Falcons. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to put up points. And, and hey, remember two weeks ago, uh, I think it's two weeks ago, AC4, they, they whooped Hartsville. Yeah. That's a Hartsville team yeah. that was in that region gave and gave South Fork all they wanted. Um, so, I mean, you got to keep that in mind, too. I, I think – I could see this being a 40 to 30 kind of ball game, 50 to 40 kind of ball game. It, I like to see a track meet. I think we're going to see those athletes really shine on the offensive side of the ball. But I'm with you. I, I think there's just a hair too much more that AC Florence got to account for than South Florence does in this one. Yeah, a couple comments. Kenneth says, let's go South Florence. Shannon says, I think South Florence got it. 
Uh, Chandler says Greenville and South Florence are two of the top three teams in the state, and they're both 4A. Uh, interesting take there. I don't know if I agree with that, Chandler, but they are good football teams for sure. Roughly. Kenneth says it's going to be a higher-scoring game. Drill says Florida is to pound the football, turn on the tempo, and win possession. Exactly right. Yeah, I think that's their, their one chance to kind of lean on South Florence a little bit there, especially late in the game. Zach says CFP top top four stays the same. LSU's up five, up to five and six. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey says Oceanside was bigger. You know, with Freeland, they okay. got some other big linemen too. Um, so that is a big squad there. Challenge says Oceanside too good to be playing two A. Yeah, they got a lot of talent, man. They're uh they're pretty solid, uh, no doubt about it. But John, let's look now at our third Kona game of the week, our three A Kona game of the week, the one that you might be at here, down between the white walls, John. We got Buford traveling to Dillon. Buford ten and two on the year. Dillon thirteen and zero. Buford a ten point win over Gilbert last week, thirty one to twenty one. A game they could have lost. A very tight ball game there. Dillon a nice thirty one to fourteen win over Camden. A game they were down fourteen to ten, but scored the last twenty one points there. Can the Eagles go on the road and beat the Wildcats between the White Walls? I tell you what, on paper, I've been more impressed with Buford in this playoff run than I have been Dillon. Mm-hmm. Buford's had a tough, tough road. We're talking about the defending 4A. Yes. Lower state yes. change. Getting knocked down to 3A because of enrollment, of course. Um, nothing against them. But I've been very impressed with Buford. Mm-hmm. The last three weeks and any other two weeks of the entire season, they, they played a Crestwood team that is really, really good, and I picked Crestwood to upset them. I stand by that pick because it was a whale of a ball game. A Buf- heck of a chance. Yeah, Buford pulls that one out 45-42, a team that is – they pride themselves on how good they play defense. They won that game offensively. Mm-hmm. They, they had to score points, and they, they scored enough. And then last week playing a, a Gilbert team that me, you, and Jarrell have been very high yeah. on all year. I picked Gilbert to win. Yeah, I I, I think I picked Gilbert to win as well. Um, thought Gilbert would win that ball game. They win by 10. You know, Buford has, has answered the bell. They've played some really, really good competition here the last two weeks in the playoffs. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, you're playing the best of the best. You're playing the hottest teams around. Um, Dylan has been hot from the time that we kicked off the season. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they, they have been a team that has gone from just going pedal to the metal in the second half on opponents to just flat out finishing ball games. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, they did that at Zimp Stadium last week against a, a Camden team that's been very good. A rematch of the lower state championship from last year, um, that Dylan camden game, the game that Camden won. Mm-hmm. But – Dylan has just got that X factor. You yeah. talk about that could be the, the difference in the Gaffney Dutch Fort Game Plan at the reservation. He is a very similar type of home field advantage. You yeah. have Dylan playing between the white walls. You got the fireworks across the street. Uh, you got a packed house. It, it, it is a, it's the kind of atmosphere that when you go there, you go, boy, this is high school football. Yeah. This is how high school football ought to be. This is this is excellent. Great environment. Um Buford is in for a treat for the folks that come up for that game. Uh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun, fun environment. I just don't see Dylan's just winning ball games. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna say that they're way more talented than Buford. I don't know that they are. I think you could argue Casey Fields is the most talented person on field Friday Good night player. in this ball game. That's gonna be the big key for me. Dylan's gonna do what they do. They're gonna run the ball, mm-hmm. they're gonna score some points, they're gonna play tenacious defense. Can they keep Casey Fields somewhat contained. Um, if he if he goes out and has a big game and just goes wild, ooh, um, could be some some long standing records falling. Yeah. In Dillon County Friday night, but I think this is going to be a really close ball game. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Buford's leaving this game, going into the second half, maybe even going into the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. I think Dylan is a little bit better, and they got the home field environment too going their way. I like the nasty cats in this one. Yeah, you know Buford. I mean, they won by ten, but it was it was a game they could have lost. They're trailing late, get a big kickoff turn for a touchdown by Colton Ferris. He gets a pick after that, and Casey Fields gets a you know a touchdown run to kind of get it up by ten there. But that was a game they easily could have lost last week to Gilbert. You know they are. I will say they are very solid, very well coached. You know Coach Lybron does a great job there. Um, I love the D line with Eamon Smalls and a couple other guys I got there. They're really really tough on that side of the ball. But Dylan, man, they they are they are special. Uh, you know Chris McCollum three touchdowns last week. Ty Martin because kind of a thunder lightning combo there with those two. You know, Josiah Oxendine, the, run, the quarterback's a freshman. Doesn't throw it a lot, but he can run pretty well, too. Um, the defense is always nasty. That's what Dylan's kind of known for, I feel like. You know, really, um, the offensive line with Thompson, those guys are super solid. Dylan's kind of one-dimensional, but they're very good at what they do. I mean, they they're going to run have, it. They they're going to run, it, they're gonna run it some more. Yeah, <laughs> they they are, are very solid. You know, on Buford, though, I do like Casey Fields a lot. I think he, you know, he didn't play running back until probably game four or five, maybe in game six. Still ran for like 1,800 yards this year. He's had a great season for them. He's been our player of the week at he least has. once. He has. He has been on there all year. He's done a, a really good job. Um, but this Dylan team, you know, I think they're a little bit, little bit ahead of schedule. I don't think folks thought they would be quite this far this year, but they're playing with confidence. They, they don't expect to lose. With a ninth-grade quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't expect to that lose. That doesn't make sense. You're not supposed to be winning with a ninth-grade quarterback at the helm. And then you mentioned the white walls, John. Crazy stat here. Have not lost at home in the playoffs since 2011 to Timberland. That's 11 years ago, John. I mean, that is unbelievable to think about. I mean, this, and this and it's not like they're a team that hasn't been making the playoffs, hasn't been playing home games. Well, they played a lot of home games, John. And they played some. We talked about Gaffney, how hey, they haven't had a big home game in, you know, X number of years. Dylan's played some tough teams yeah. in the yeah. playoffs at home. They haven't had that issue. They played some big-time competition. Yeah, so I'm going to lean Dylan here. I think they win this game. They're too physical up front. I think they win this ball game uh, and make it to, to the state championship. I think so, too. And I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to come down to the wire, though. I think yeah. it's going to be a very close, very entertaining, fun ball game. Should be a, a fun one for sure. couple comments here. We've got uh, – Bradley says, you just staying for – talking to another guy there. Jeffrey says, Dylan by a lot in the road for Buford. Dylan's too fast for Buford. Uh, Shannon says Gaffney Stadium is the same too. I love the vibe. Yeah, the reservation is a great spot yeah. too. And two of the best stadiums in the state, the reservation, and then over in the White Walls there at Dylan. Uh, Zach says, I don't know who that running back for Dylan is. I think he's number five. Dude, he's like a grown 30 year old man. Yeah, Chris McCollum, <laughs> he's, a, he's a load. He is a load to bring down for sure um, for that Dylan ball club there and Coach Roller. John, let's look now at our next corner game of the week a two A matchup, a really, really fun matchup. And that's Saluda. Traveling to Abbeville, both teams sitting at eleven and two. John, you know these two teams have been two of the powers in two A the last you know four or five years. Absolutely. I mean, they've matched up in the playoffs a couple times. I know Saluda beat them last year in the playoffs, forty nine to thirty four. In twenty nineteen, when Saluda won state, they went on the road to Hyatt Stadium and won that ball game, thirty two to twenty eight. This is a, a heck of a matchup between the Tigers and the Panthers here. This is big time. Uh, Saluda his. They hit that two-game bump on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, they they were number one in the media poll all year up until that Sean Thurman game. Yep. Um, they have proved that they certainly are deserving yep. of you know being in that a state champion if they can get past this game and go into next week. Uh, but Abbeville, I am just, I am in love with what they got across the entire yeah. team. You know they're healthy as well. 
We saw them when they weren't 100%, and they were still very good. They knocked mm-hmm. off, or nearly knocked off uh, a Powersville team that's having a magical historic yeah. season for that program, a 3A program. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's been, that was an incredible game. Abbeville at home, at Height Stadium. I know Saluda's done it, but I look at these two teams, and the best unit on the football field in this game is the Saluda defensive line. And to me, it's not super close. Mm. However, I look at the teams all put together. I think Abbeville is the better all-around team. I love the quarterback play is excellent. I love they're both well coached. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Abbeville's not giving up anything on that side of on that side of the ledger. They play good defense. They're, they're athletic. They're smart. You got the home crowd behind you. Saluda is awesome on that defense. Yeah, especially on that defensive line. Um, Mathis toting the ball. It is probably the best player on the field in yeah. this ball game. Yes, yeah. the most electric for sure. I just don't – I like the 22 guys that are on the field or a little 11 at each time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? A lot of these guys are playing both ways. But I, I like that whole group on the field for Abbeville just a little bit more than Saluda. Um, but, gosh, you look at Saluda. I thought they were going to beat Sean Thurman. I thought they were mm-hmm. going to get revenge. I think they were on blank at 28 nothing. Yeah, beat up 28 nothing. Tommy Mathis called big touchdown runs there. And they just, you know, they didn't make the mistakes in the first time. Not really the turnovers no. they had, not the penalties. They played really good football there in that win. You know, averaging 30 on offense, 10 on defense there. I think their big change came after that Sean Thurman game, John. They kind of made the change at quarterback when Drew Arant started getting Mathis the ball more at the running back spot. And it's really when they kind of took off, it feels like. Uh, played great since then. Toward that big D lineman, I love those guys. They're so athletic, so physical up front there. Quick, too. Quick, yeah. aggressive. Very good, very good. Abbeville beat Fairfield Central 45 to 14. Averaged 45 on offense, 14 on defense for the year. Zay Rayford at quarterback, Antonio Harrison at running back. Javario Tench, uh, you know, Patterson, Ty K. So many weapons there. Um, I, I will say something about Abbeville, and it's not their fault. It's just the way the bracket laid out. They haven't had to play... The type of competition Saluda has to get to this point. And know? it hasn't been close. Yeah, Saluda is had... the best team they played on their side of the bracket, and that would be, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're better than Strom. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying they're better than Gray either. Yeah. You know, and Saluda had to go through both of them. Yeah, Saluda's had two really good wins. Um, I have those kind of crews, I and mean, it's not their fault. They just haven't had to play that competition. Um, you know, my worry for Saluda, and it's not necessarily even like an athletic thing, it's just that, that game last week meant so much. You know, playing a team that had already beaten you once, um, you're going on the road to their place, you know, playing your former coach, Coach Webb there. Yeah. You almost worry if that was almost the big game, if that was a, the Super Bowl kind of last week for them. If they got too hyped up, if they can get back up two weeks in a row. Because this Abbeville team, you got to be full throttle to beat these guys. Yeah, yeah. And I I think they will. Mm-hmm. I think they will. You know, I – the reaction from, and I say that because at that game in Saluda where Strom won 6-3, you know, in my mind, and this is me being oblivious, ignorant, however you want to call it, you know, I'm going, hey, yeah, this stinks. You never like to lose at home. Um, it's a regular season game. Yeah. It's okay. You can still win the region. And, you know, region, whatever. You're too good to be worrying about whether you're reaching champs or not. You're better than that. You, you got a chance to win Warrior State, go to the weekend of champions, win the state championship. The region doesn't matter if you do all that. But seeing how that coaching staff reacted, how those players reacted, 
and that how much it meant to them that that tell, that's a good thing to me because that says boy they're taking every game serious that they are worried about the details they're going to be focused they're going to be locked in i don't see them coming out and i, I get what you're saying because that would make sense to go like, yeah. oh, well you put so much focus can you come up two weeks in a row i think they can i yeah. think they can I, I think they can you know understand hey we got the revenge but a week is a long time too yeah and, and it's this is not you know Sadie Hawkins school of dance that they're playing this is big a yeah you know that everybody knows Abbeville they certainly do mm-hmm. now, going into Hike Stadium if you've got any kind of hey I don't have the juice once you step on the field Friday night you'll get it yeah I, I think they'll be ready to go um and you know it wasn't a a nail biter either which helps yeah you know they they that game is in hand in the second half, it's gonna be a tremendous ball game. Yeah, I can't wait for this. I'm leaning Abbeville here, John. Um, could go either way. I mean, yeah. any game at this point could go either way. These all teams are so good. I like Abbeville at home a little bit. I like Harrison being back, Rayford being back. I think those guys win us, but should be a heck of a ball game down in Upper State Two A. Zach says two a game on speed all over the field, no doubt about it. Drill says Saluda stays hot and wins at height. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Saluda's uh, challenge is what does Saluda do to get past Strong after they match up earlier? Yeah, they just didn't turn the ball over this time. I mean, they had some key stops on Strom inside the 10, and they were able to, to you know, turn around and convert their chances inside the 10. That's a big one there. Yeah, there were a lot of turnovers in that first game. And like you mentioned, Kevin, I think making the change at quarterback for Saluda I think was a big, big change for them. Not only making that change at quarterback, but also getting the ball in Mathis' yep. hands more. Exactly he, he, right. He's the best athlete on that team offensively. Um, anyways, you gotta get him the ball as much as you you can um, within you know the realm of you know keeping him fresh, yep. keeping him healthy, um, keeping him ready to go, uh, you know, down the road, you know, throughout the whole ball game. But that change for Salute, I think, was a big change, and that that's a huge part of I think why you saw them lose six three early in the year mm-hmm. and then win twenty eight nothing. Yeah, year. Zach makes a comment says Salute had the ball uh, inside the ten or sorry, Strongburn had the ball inside the ten. Four times didn't get any points from that. Um, well, there that, you that's go. a huge score. Score touchdowns there. at 28 28. No, no, Akeem says, Sal, you. Yes, salute to their boys. Boys are rolling, John. Let's take a look now at our, our fifth and final calling a game of the week here. A 1A matchup. My sleeper in 1A. These are probably my two favorite 1A teams <laughs> in the lower state, especially. That's Cross at Johnsonville. You know, Cross 11 and 2. Johnsonville undefeated on the year 12 and 0. Cross defeated Estill 34 to 16 last week. A uh, game that was a little bit closing. It was 21 to 16 late. Two late touchdowns for Carmelo Montgomery. Got to pull it away in that one. Johnsonville blank Lamar 14 nothing to pick six from Quandrell Woodbury, and then a big touchdown by the Quan Burrows was the scoring in that ball game. This game is going to be really fun. I feel like uh, two teams that want to run the ball a lot. Uh, really fun offenses. Really well coached teams. The Trojans and the Flashes. John, who you got? I tell you what, I I haven't really believed in Cross all year. I believe in them. I'm now. telling you, John. I know, I know, and I've been hard-headed. I haven't, I haven't listened. I got high on Estel after that Bamberg win earlier this year, and they, they've been awesome. I thought they were going to win last week. Mm-hmm. Cross, they poured away. Santori Jones they and Carmelo Montgomery, they're two special players. I mean, obviously playing both ways at that level, of course. They're great on both sides of the ball, but those guys get it done. And, and they've been playing really good defense. You know, they they shut out Eau Claire mm-hmm. and. Or East Clarence, sorry. In round one, they gave up eight to Lakeview. Round two, a game that I thought Lakeview was going to Lakeview team that was playing really good football. <laughs> uh, and they gave up 16 last week. Lamar on the other hand, boy, they've been playing even better defense. Johnsonville. Or uh, Johnsonville. Yeah. Um, 
Shout out Lamar last week. Gave up only seven to Bamberger the week before, mm-hmm. and uh, just fourteen to Military Magnet in, in the first first round. Boy, and playing Lamar is gonna be tough. This yeah. is another another game where you look at that home field atmosphere, that home field crowd. You go, ooh, that's gonna be a big advantage. I'm gonna ride across. I I, I feel like, and maybe it's just me personally, I haven't given them the respect that they deserve this year, but I picked against them two weeks in a row, and they have been pressed two weeks in a row. Um, Esther was a team that nobody talked about till halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Esther was my team that I thought was going to win more state. Yeah, um, when the playoffs started, and here's Cross. So I, I I'm I'm a believer, fully invested in them. Uh, as you said, Santori's been having a great season. He he is a great player for them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Averaging 32 on offense, eight on defense. Johnsonville at averaging 33 on offense, 12 on defense. This is a fun game, man. Uh, you know, playing in Johnsonville, it's a fun atmosphere. The Flashes do a great job there. And the quarterback, Malik Shippey, is a guy I like. As a junior, is going to, you know, do some big things for them next year. He always does big things right now, obviously, too. Daquan Burrows, the all-star selection, had a buck, 69 and a touchdown last week. Coach Crib does a great job there. This Johnsonville team, like, while it's not maybe, like, the sexiest of wins a lot of these times, you know, they had some games earlier in the season where they just won by a point, or, you know, games we thought they should play yeah. But they keep winning. They find a way to win. You know, whether it's a turnover, like a big pick six like last week, whether it's a big run from Burroughs, whatever it is, they keep finding ways to get it done. I'm rolling Johnsonville at home with Daquan Burroughs. Big fan of that kid. I think they win this game. I think this could be a 21-20 to 20 type ball game. Like, like super, super close here, I think, in this 1-8 lower state game. Yeah, I think this could be one, too, where whoever scores 20, if someone scores 20, they win the ball game. Yeah, this is going to be really, really fun here in this one. Uh, a couple comments here. We've got uh, Chandler saying Daquan Burrow's best player in one A. Uh, he's up there, man. You know he's a really good one. Uh, you know Deshaun Reader, obviously Christchurch is a really Ash. good one. There's a lot of great players, but he is certainly uh, up there, uh, no doubt about. It. Nikki says, "Yay for going to Dylan." Yeah, John, yeah. John will be between the white walls there uh, on Friday. We think uh, Tanisha says, "Big cross, not the little one." <laughs> yeah, those boys are playing some good ball, no doubt about it, John. Uh, before we look into our next five A game. A quick shout-out to our friends at Security Advantage Federal Credit Union. Whatever your personal journey, they're there to offer you smart financial solutions. Join today at SecurityAdvantageSU.com. SecurityAdvantageSU.com. Winner making through our live member NCUA. The George Agency, serving the needs of South Carolina for over 35 years. Located in Mullen, South Carolina, Merle's Island, South Carolina. They've also got offices all across the state. They can help you out whether you're in Aiken, Rock Hill, uh, Greenville, wherever. If you need insurance, maybe your company doesn't offer insurance to you, maybe you're a seasonal worker, whatever it is. TheGeorgeNC.net, check those guys out. Bradley Larry and the crew, get uh, get in touch with those guys before open enrollment ends here pretty soon. Our games week from Kona, they offer a synergistic approach for spine, skeletal system, nervous system, and supporting structure, and total quality care for your optimal health. Three locations in Spartanburg, Duncan, and Greenville, Kona.care, that's Kona.care. And then stock up, stock down from Founders Federal Credit Union. Get your head in the game at Founders Federal Credit Union, see our Founders Federal Credit Union, game. Train your financial skills at our wider financial tools and services. Visit LightstoneFounders.com today. You see, if you qualify for membership, relax at Founders Federal Credit Union. And then Hannah Engineering, our pick-em sponsor as well, John. Uh, so to recap now, our games of the week from Kona, we had in 5A, Dutch Fork at Yaffney, 4A, South Florence at AC Flora, 3A, Buford at Dillon, 2A, Saluda at Abbeville, and 1A, Cross at Johnsonville. Let's take a look now, John. Let's start back over up at 5A. A huge one here in the Low Country. Fort Dorchester hosting Somerville. A game that we saw a few weeks back, Fort Dorchester won that one by a score of 38 to 21. But it was kind of close. This game was 10 to 7 at half, 17-7 in the third quarter. 
But Fort D, man, they are playing great football. I mean, they, they've been my 5A lower state favorite here, um, you know, almost, almost all year long, honestly, uh, especially now that Zoltan Osborne's back. Davian Brown doing a great job running the ball there for those guys. They are just physical and, and, and just tough up front. You know, they took down a really good Carolina Forest team last week, beat them handily, and that wasn't even really close, but 30, 39, 21, something like that. Beat them handily. Uh, you know, you think about Fort Dorchester, Zoltan Osborne, aired out, throw it all over the place, whatever. They threw five passes last week. Just didn't have to. They ran it all over Carolina Forest. They're playing great football. Uh, Somerville, on the other hand, they beat. They got some revenge last week. Another you know rematch last week. They beat Sumter seven to nothing. The one run on a Wildcat touchdown from Yannick Smith. I don't know if they have enough offense to beat Fort Dorchester. I don't know that they do either. But that that defensive performance they put on. Last week was very impressive. That wasn't pre- you know Sumter hasn't been great all year on offense, but they haven't been shut out except for Oceanside. Right, and the fact that Somerville they're not the best team offensively either. Mm-hmm. And you go into that game, you go, I, I hope they went in that game and say, hey, maybe we maybe we just have to make one play. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. They uh, they go out, they they match the intensity, they match the defensive firepower that the Gamecocks had. Didn't expect them to win that game. Didn't expect them to win the week before when they. Beat up on Lexington, a yeah, Lexington team that we really like. And that is one thing I'm saying, you know, with with that offensive line of Fort D, I mean, they shut down Lexington. Some real did. So I mean, I think Fort Dorchester is going to have to throw the ball. I just yes. think that Osborne is good enough to do it. I certainly do too. In game being at Fort Dorchester helps. I know it's not a long trip for Somerville. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're uh, they're not very far away. I I want to pick Somerville really bad in this game because the way they've been playing the last couple weeks, uh, Fort Dorchester has had a Slightly easier road mm-hmm. um, on their side of the bracket. Uh, boy, I, I just I feel like it makes sense for Somerville to win this game. Yeah, just the way that they've been playing. Coach Rafferty doing a great job. Yeah, they they have certainly turned the corner this year. I know that this is a bit of an upset. I'm going to go Somerville. Though. Wow, I, I think they've just got the way that that defense is playing. Yep. is really really incredible to give up. Yeah, and I know we tell you, hey, Sumter's not have the best offense. Yep. to go. Lexington, well, heck, throw the first round in there, too, because they blank Conway in the first round. Yeah. They've got two out of their three games have been shutouts. Yep. And the other one against Lexington, they gave up 13. That defense is playing as good as anybody, mm-hmm. even Dutch Fort. They're playing as good as anybody in 5A right now. I think they're the they, – might be the best unit on the football field Friday. Yeah, that defense is good. And offensively, that is where we're kind of limited. Now, obviously, the Smith kid uh, playing receiver, playing some Wildcats, a really dynamic athlete. You know, Spellman there at running back. Um, they've been kind of a little bit banged up the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, McMurray at quarterback, solid. They just haven't been able to really put it together. And that will worry about. I think they will have a good game plan for Fort D. I just don't know if they can score enough to beat them. Um, you know, you know, John, we've both been huge fans of Dalton Osborne since we've, you know, seen him play a couple of years back. He's been a mainstay uh, in our players that we get through like the last, last several years. I like those guys a lot. I think uh, Coach LaPrade wants a rematch uh, with Fort D for a chance to play Gaffney for State. Uh, you know, he had some had some, some tough words last year after that Fort D or after that Dutch Fork loss about yeah. the best teams and whatnot. That game they thought they could have won easily. Yeah. I think he's looking for some revenge. Um, I think they beat Somerville this week. I think they beat him by, by 10, 14 points. Okay. Um, I like what Fort D's doing, uh, running and throwing. And that defense – Holding Carolina Forest twenty one is very impressive. Uh, they got after him up front. Had a lot of sack. They sat him three or four times in the first half. A team that had been scoring 40, 50 plus last few weeks. It felt like uh, that was a great defensive performance. Holding Scott Saylor and Coach Morris there to that twenty one number. So 
I like Fort Dorchester to win, but it should be a, a, a fun game down there in Low Country on Friday night. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a cool storyline, whoever wins this game, because if Fort Dorchester wins this game, you know, whether they play Gaffney or Dutch Fort, yep. that's going to be, there's going to be some juice on that Fort D sideline going into either of that, yep. either of those opponents. And then the Somerville wins. You got, could you imagine a Gaffney? Somerville State Talk about maybe the two most historic programs that, in the state right that there. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, either way, in for a treat. I, I think we're going to, you know, the more, you're, you're talking me out of Somerville. Right? <laughs> now I think about how good that Fort Dorchester offense is and, you know, holding Carolina Forest 21. I don't know if Somerville can score 20 on Fort D. Yeah, I, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I, I can see this being a very low-scoring game. I'm still going to stick with Somerville. I'm going to stick with my upset pick. I know it's an upset pick, but I'll, I'll stick with that. But Fort D is certainly the, the favorite yeah. in going into this ball. I agree. We need Jeffrey to hop back in here. I know he's a Fort D guy. Let's get his thoughts on it. Uh, Jamonte says, Dylan's going to have to hit Mr. Fields early and often to win. Or hard and often, excuse me. Yeah, no doubt about that. Jarrell says, yeah, John, pick Somerville. I don't know if that's sarcastic <laughs> or not. I don't know there, John. Yeah, you know, Jarrell, he's, he's You never know with him. Looking now at our, our next 4A matchup, uh, the Upper State 4A final, John. Greenville hosting Northwestern. You know, funny enough, we saw this game last year in a non-region, non-classification you know, game because Northwestern was 5A. Uh, a, a Northwestern team that was really good. They won that game pretty handily last year. This is a, a fun game to me. You know, Greenville has kind of proven your own last two. I thought there was a good chance they could lose to either Cutlebridge or South Point. They didn't. They're still around. They beat Cutlebridge 42-27 last week. Cutlebridge had it within a score a couple times. Couldn't kind of overcome that hump there. Northwestern just rolling right now. 59-21 over Westside. That offense is clicking on all cylinders. And we talk about the offense with, with Polk and, and Richard and Caldwell and those guys. But that defense, John, this is the Westside team we saw, we've seen play. They could score 35-40 plus on everybody it felt like. Yeah. Home under 21, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, you know, Northwestern has been the real deal all season. Um, they they played good football all year. Love Turbo Richard, um, toting the rock for them. He he's a load to to deal with. Greenville familiar with him. Yeah, he was in that game uh, last year, of course, when they played. I just really like Greenville. For me, once they got into region play, they they took their lumps out of region at the beginning of the year, playing some really stiff competition. And I don't think they played their best either. They you know, they found out where they wanted to go with the quarterback position yep. halfway through the year. Drummond's been very, very good. He's been a very, uh, just a calming uh, presence back there in the pocket. He's stepped into uh, Prometheus Franklin's mm -hmm. shoes extremely well. That was a tough, tough uh, guy to follow up. He's done a great job there. I like Greenville in this game. I, I like the talent they've got offensively. The plays that they're making on defense, they're not shutting people out. But they're making plays when they have to do it. Evans had another pick last week for them when they had to have it. And you know they're 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 winning. They're doing what you need to do to win a championship. The talent's there. You know when you get to this point of the season, nobody gets here without talent. Mm -hmm. You know the talent is there for them. And I think they're probably I think they're the more talented team in this ball game. They're getting to play at home. It's it's you know not necessarily a a major environment the Northwestern's not going to be used to, but it's the, the comfortability yeah. aspect. You get to be at home, you don't have to go on the road, and everything's familiar. Especially going to District 3 Stadium. That, that, that's why it's better to play at home, even though the home field's not really there. Better than going over there, for sure. Absolutely, to, to avoid that. Uh, I just like Greenville. The only thing that scares me about the Red Raiders is the running back 
Yeah. That running back issue, you're down to your third string running back. But they've done a good job. You yeah. know, they they have made they have made they they're still two dimensional. Yeah. They're making teams still have to play for the run. They're they're running the ball, they're mixing it in well, they're not you know, busting out huge runs. That's okay. That's okay. They they've followed the game plan, they're still running the ball, they're still staying true to that. I think Greenville pulls this out. I, I just think that uh they're playing that kind of football. Northwestern is very good. This is now three York County opponents yeah. in a row. Where yeah. The Red Raiders are going to face that's a testament how good football is in York County. Um, and this is the best one of the three, I think. Yeah, I agree. But I, I like their odds here. I like their odds, especially. And I thought that Catawba Ridge game was going to be could be a real problem. Mm-hmm. They did a good job in that game. They, they did. They really took control late in that ball game uh, to put themselves up. Comfortably, yeah, winning position in that ball game. You know, and we mentioned Greenwood running backs being out. They're doing a good job of doing some things to kind of combat that. Uh, I mean, the Jones kid has played well. From that, a guy named Mosley had a couple of nice, nice runs last week. And they gave and gave uh, Mazio Bennett the ball some of the Wildcat spots. He had some yeah, nice yeah, runs. Yeah. Uh, you know, Drummond's moving it well. And on top of it, they're kind of utilizing the quick screen game because the receivers is kind of an extension of the run game, really. Um, so they're doing some things to kind of keep them, keep them balanced there. Um, love Brown and Bennett out wide, two dynamic playmakers. Um, you know what they can do with those guys. Defensively, Edmondson's a stud. He's a really good player. I like Knauber as well. Um, I like Schuler. Schuler's a heck of a player. Luke Schuler, yeah. You know, you, you may mention him, his name four or five times during a game, but it's like, well, there's a huge play. Yeah. You know, the guy, uh, he made some huge plays in the West Side game. He yep. made some huge plays in the South game we were at. He's playing great. Uh, you know, don't question going to have their hands full. No doubt about it. Um, love Polk, Richard, Caldwell, those guys. Defensively, Jackson, Massey, Perry Robinson, all playing great on that side of the ball. Um I just, I don't, it's hard for me to pick this Northwestern. I feel like they're so good. They're so good right now. Uh, playing great football. Their one loss to that Gaffney team is still playing football in 5A <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, they, they are a heck of a ball team. I'm going to go Northwestern on the road here. Um, I think it comes down to, surprisingly, the quarterback play. Uh, Finley Polk. If he turns it over, they're going to lose. If they don't turn it over, I like the Trojans to win this one. Okay. Okay. And I would not be surprised if Northwestern wins this game, but I. I like the quarterback play on that other side of the ball. Yeah, Drummond's a stud. Yeah, I, this is going to be a great game. This yeah. is going to be a great game. No doubt about it. You know, Richmond, Caldwell, all those guys, those guys can, can really get it done, too. So it should be a, a great match over there at Spring Stadium Friday night. Looking down now, John, at 3A, the Upper State 3A Championship. We've got Clinton, the Red Devils, heading over to Powdersville to take on the Patriots. Clinton, big winners in the rematch. Oh, excuse me. Oh, a couple comments here before we get to it. Got to get to that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Breath is going to Northwestern. Jarrell nice. said, uh, big fan of Thomas Edmondson. The defense love both the offenses. Uh, Emily says, please don't rain Friday. Yes, we were praying yes. for no rain Friday. That's scary. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, that that does worry me. And then Zach says, uh, name me one team that has three 1,000-yard rushers in one season. He knows he can name us one. Yeah. So look at that three-upper state game, John. Clinton traveling to Powdersville. Clinton, uh, an undefeated season so far. Powdersville, they were one loss. At home to 5A Hillcrest, very football team there. Clinton got some, uh, not really revenge because they beat Chapman already in the year. They, they beat him twice this year. Yeah. Uh, 49 27 last week at home. Powdersville won probably the game of the, of the week last week. 36 35 over Daniel on a two point conversion late there, John. This game is going gonna, is gonna to have some great running backs, both sides of the ball. I mean, Bryson James, Josh Sean Copeland, Jane Robinson from Clinton, Thomas Williams from Powdersville. This, this is going to be a hook. Really fun matchup. Yeah, and you know, it, it is it physically hurts to pick against a team 
in this ball game. It's yeah, good is they're both so good. Yeah, and how good that they we knew both of these teams were going to be good coming into the season, mm-hmm. and both of them have lived up to the hype. Both of them have checked every box you expect them to check up to this point. They have played great football. I love that that Powdersville. Everything that they do, that they're so dynamic offensively, yep. throwing the football, running the football, the playmakers they've got, you know, the the attitude that they carry in the games, and that that we're gonna win no mm-hmm. matter what attitude. And then you look at Clinton, how the, how they run their offense a little yeah. bit different from everyone else, and just how they, you know, they've got that air around them. Hey, they're Clinton, they're special, they're different. I, I love everything about this matchup, everything about both of these programs and teams and what they've done this year. But there's one one of these teams has an accolade that the other one does not have. And it's not fair to the other one. But one of these teams knocked off Danny <laughs> last week. And that is boy, that is high, high level. Mm-hmm. This is a Daniel team that has owned uh 3A lately. And they have taken the best shot that everyone has given them. Typically, they've run through Upper State. Yeah, it's been the the state championship game that they faced either a very good Camden team, um, they faced the Dillon team, and they have just answered the call and, and kind of just demoralized opponents. You yeah, know? Um, the Dan- Daniel fans going to go, hey, you know, regular season not really that fun. We just kind of blow through everybody. Boy, Friday was a change of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was that was impressive what Powersville did, imposing their. I'm not imposing their will may not be the right way to say it, but just. Um, they controlled the tempo. Yeah, you know they controlled the tempo right from the get go. Um, they got they got a couple turnovers that I think was uncharacteristic of Daniel Powersville though. They turned the ball over uncharacteristic of them. I, I hope that that's cleaned up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see Clinton get a little sloppy with the football. They typically are not. Um, I hope Powersville is not. Um, you know, hope they're not sloppy with it either. I, I hope we see a great ball game here. And again, you said you said earlier. You know, with Saluda, can they get up to? Yeah, that's a worry. That's I mean, because that, you know, Coach Muster kind of said after the game that you know, obviously they were telling us all week that it's another game. It wasn't just another game. Powersville knew that last week. That was Daniel, two-time defending state champs. That was bigger than a regular game. I mean, it's 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 hard to do that two two weeks in a row. And we were on the sidelines. Yeah, we know how big that game was to to everyone on that side of the stadium, in yeah. the stands, on the sideline, on the field. And it should be. Yeah. It should be. It, it, you know, celebrate that. In, enjoy that. You know, and, and Coach saying all the right things. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, you yeah. Got, you got to say those things. And, and you got to have that mentality going into the game, preparing, you know, the week of the game. You got you got to do the same thing this week, too. Um, you got to make sure that you're laser-focused and, and you're on all your details, dotting your I's, crossing your T's. And I think they will. Yeah. Um, Clinton will, too. Yeah. Clinton will too, and it's it's going to be a fun matchup because because the the different style mm-hmm. of offense that the Red Devils play, I, I I find it hard to believe that Powersville can have that magic for two weeks in a row, but that's just maybe they're just that good. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's their season. Maybe this this is you know it's meant to be, and um, you know someone asked earlier. And boy, we've we've seen comments all week about the two point play on it. Did he get in? Did he not get in? I, I'm glad I didn't have to make that call as a breath. Um, my take on it was, hey, if say it was third down, if you say you you know if you say you didn't get in, where are you spotting that football? I I don't know. I don't know where you. you I'm gonna say he got in. I, I think watched he did it a lot. Too. Um, you know, it's funny too if you guys haven't seen it. It's on our Facebook page, our Twitter page. It's got 
thousands of views. Go check it out. There were some uh, some screenshots floating around. They had the football photoshopped out of it. So be careful if you see that. Uh, some people are trying to make it a little bit, little bit uh, look a little different yeah, than it really did. So, don't do that. Uh, I shouldn't say there. But, you know, Powderville, we, we all love Thomas Williams. He's a stud. Everybody knows about him. The quarterback, Eli Hudgens, he's going to have to have a big game. You know, not only running, but he's got to hit the, hit the right passes. He made a great throw uh, late to Drake Sloan last week. Uh, threw the ball well. Kyle Rice out wide. Elijah Hudgen, or Huggins running the ball is a great player for them. Defensively, they got to bring their lunch bill. I mean, that's going to be a that's tough task. That's going to be the factor. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Jefferson going to have a big game. Uh, Xavier Fowler going to have a big game. They need, I mean, you should see what they're going to do with Thomas Williams. Uh, he's going to play that DB spot, but a team like Clinton that's not going to throw it a ton. I wonder how they're going to use him on defense, uh, how they're going to utilize his speed and his, his talent there. You can see what Coach Muster and Coach Nimmer do with that. On the Clinton side, I mentioned the running backs already. The quarterback, Bryce Young, stepped in you know, mid-season, late season for the quarterback who tore his ACL. He's played great. Hadn't had to do a whole lot. Hit some nice passes last week. He may have to do something this week. Uh, this Powderfield team may force him to, to hit a big pass or two. Can he do it? We shall see. That defense has a Kai Connor. Great play on the D-line there. We know how fast and physical they fly around there on that side of the ball. Could be another game, especially if he makes a big play. You know, the Red Devils have a knack for turning kicks for touchdowns this year. Powderfield has plenty of talent there, too. Maybe a team can break one of those and, and get a win uh, with, with something like that. I don't know, but it's going to be a great atmosphere. I know that. Uh, oh, yeah. Last Friday was great there in Powdersville. I expect Clinton to bring as many, if not more, people than what Daniel brought. Well, if they bring more, I don't know where they're going to sit. <laughs> yeah. Standing room only pretty early. Get there early if you're going to that game, Zach. No doubt about it. But should be a fun one. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to lean Powdersville at home um, because they're at home. But I, I am very worried about them having to play two big games in a row like this. And yeah. that really scares me. And, and having to switch gears a little bit, too, just from the contrasting style of, of Daniel. And I was a little surprised by Daniel. They they didn't uh, stretch the field as much as I thought they would. They, mm-hmm. they, throw, they threw it out in the flats a lot. Uh, they tested Powersville speed defensively yep. and a little bit of their discipline. And the Patriots were very impressive. They, they yeah. were flying around defense. You know, yeah, the regular regular season, if you say, "Hey, what's what's a weakness about Bowersville?" You'd probably say their defense. Um, yeah, and and more specifically, probably the secondary. Yeah, those guys really flew around, did a great job against Daniel last Friday. I was very impressed. I think that unit as a whole has improved as the season has gone. But as you said, Clint's not going to throw the ball. A ton. No, they they don't want to throw the ball. A ton. Yeah, they're they're going to run it. They're going to hit you with a couple different guys and. They got a great scheme with that kind of veer-looking offense, and that's what scares me because I, I think if I just looked at this game and I, and I didn't know about any other games during the season, I'd probably pick Clint. Um, largely in part of that, the, the scheme is being different, being a little tougher to prepare for because you're not used to it. Um, anything you're not used to doing is tougher to do. Mm-hmm. That's anything, right? Um, that's going to make this game very, very intriguing. But I'm with you. Powers at home. And they are, to me, they are, they're just that good. They play yep. big games. That Abbeville game was a close game. Yep. We talked about the game that Hillcrest was a, a close game. They've been in these kind of games before. Um, not having to go to Clinton is a big deal. Yep, yep, that, yep. That's a big deal. They had a great ride at home last week. Um, I, I like Powersville by a little bit in this game because it's at home. I think that's going to be the difference maker. But, man, it's going to be a great game. And, I, and I'm very, the... One thing I'm not looking forward to this is who does lose. Yeah. I love I love both of these fan bases. Love both of the the playmakers on both of these yep. teams. You know, I, I wish they both could. I wish this could be the state championship. Yeah. Game. Um, 
But this is going to be a tremendous ball game. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you, we got two of the better, not just running backs, but football players in the state in this yeah. game. With yeah. Bryson James, running back, running back linebacker, and Thomas Williams, running back DB. I mean, those guys are worth the price of admission alone. Oh, uh, yeah. They're both special. It'll be a lot of fun to see those guys go at it Friday night. Uh, comment. Drill says, answer the question, did Thomas Williams get in? We both say yes. Uh, we're going down, I'm down saying that yes. path. Um, and- no doubt about it. But, John, let's look now at our lower state two-way game. A surprise matchup here for me. Uh, we've got Oceanside Collegiate heading up to Kershaw Canada to take on Andrew Jackson. I know you've been high on the Volunteers all year long, John, but you can't tell me you saw them blowing out Barnwell 41-14 to last week. I thought Barnwell was going to win that game. <laughs> no, I thought Barnwell was going to win that game. Um, you know, if you had told me, hey, uh, the Andrew Jackson-Barnwell game is going to be 41-14, I'd go, gosh, I don't think Barnwell's going to be that bad. Right, right, right. Uh, but, you know, there's some – Turnovers in that ball game that yep. we didn't expect to yep. happen that the AJ capitalized on. Hats off to the Vols mm-hmm. for making it happen. Forty-one on extra points yeah. after being down seven up. That that is incredible. the The problem is for for Friday night is that they did that last Friday. Yeah, boy, you would have loved to have saved some of that for this Friday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this is gonna be a great environment up in Kershaw for this ball game. Um. I wouldn't hate going to this one either. I'd be I, I, I hate going to this one. This uh, this is a really cool place to go see a game, but Oceanside is they're a monster. They are a monster. Uh, AJ's had a tremendous season. Put this in the books as one of the best seasons for for Andrew Jackson getting to the Weber State Championship. Um, even if they get rocked a little bit Friday, great season. Hold your heads high. Yeah, but Oceanside's a different animal. They're a different animal. I, I just don't I don't see this game being super close. You know, they demolished a good Woodland team, fifty nine to eighteen last uh, last week. That's a that's a game that people we, people were coming in our preview show telling us that Woodland was gonna win. Woodland was too tough for Oceanside. That game wasn't close from the get go, John. Yeah. Uh, the Land Sharks looked really impressive. Um, you know, Andrew Jackson, great year, Coach Shigley's doing a great job. We talked about Trey Thompson, a stud at running back. They're very physical. Very fast. I mean, they're tough. I mean, they're going to test Oceanside, no doubt, no doubt about it. But you, you got to lean Oceanside here. I mean, Hagedon is playing great football. Riding Reidenbach is playing great football. Vaughn Blue is back now. First game back last week. Runs for 100. Receives 100 yards as well. Playing great football. Monroe Freeling up front. You know, Coach Wilkes is pushing all the right buttons, doing a great job for those guys. I think Oceanside wins this game on the road. Um, but Andrew Jackson, man, there's something about those guys. I just... It's not not that we haven't liked them all year, but it's just hard to put them in the top five with whoever else we've had yeah. to, to put up there. Yeah. But man, they certainly deserve to be there. They proved their place. Well, but. and and when we put together our final poll for the year, yeah, dog on bet they're gonna be in my top five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Um, I wanted to put them in the top five for uh, a large part of the latter part of the season. But you're right. You know, there's so many good teams. Yeah. In two A this year, two A's been so much fun. Yep. To follow. Um, I hope we see a good game. I think it's just, it's just that good. Um, yeah, I'm but this would be sharks. a fun, be a fun environment to see. I, I haven't seen Oceanside in person yet this year. I, I would. Uh, again, we got we got to figure out a way to split ourselves. I know. And get more of these games. We we got to raise some more money and get a uh, some sort of a what a cloning machine or something <laughs> yeah. to do. But I would love to be at this environment Friday. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I will. That, that should be a phone for sure, John. Now, looking now at the Upper State 1A matchup, Christchurch hosting St. Joe's, another rematch. 
Christchurch won this game 60 to 14 the first time around, John. Woods Wyndham went 10 for 11 for 256 and two touchdowns. Deshaun Reader went 18 for 203 and four touchdowns. St. Joe's is playing better. They've had two Much nice better. wins. Uh, had the you know kind of the upset over Southside Christian a couple weeks ago on the two point conversion late and over. People didn't see that coming. Blew out Wagner Sally. But, you know, I saw Christchurch firsthand last week. That win over Louisville was really impressive. Um, I, I just Very don't know. I don't know if St. Joe's is playing that much better than they were when they matched the first time. Yeah, you know, and talk about St. Joe's in the first round. They played a Whitmire team that we we yeah, thought very highly of a great yeah. season, and they just smashed them. I mean, mm-hmm. 61-6 in the first round. St. Joe's is playing very, very good football right now. They, they've said them's that Southside loss. Southside Christian team that really I think was the second-best team in the upper state Yeah, um, going into that game behind Christchurch. But, I no, I, Christchurch is too good. They're too good. I, I see this being a better game than what we saw in, in round one yeah. of uh, Christchurch-St. Joe's. But I don't think that – I don't know that St. Joe's can play a good enough game yeah. to beat Christchurch. You know, Christchurch has got to have a bad game for them to win this one. Yeah. It's possible. The Cavs. Football bounces a weird way. You know, um, it's an oblong ball, and no matter, you know, crazy things happen on the football field, but I, I, you can't go against Tri Shirts in this one. They've got some athletes, man, you know, and big kids at that. Deshaun Reader is a grown man. Uh, Woods Windham is a big dude as well. BJ Atkins out wide is a great player for them. Defensively, Joe, Joey Michael and Carson Shaw are playing great football. They got after Louisville. Like, you know, Ian Grissom had a great year for them throwing the ball. He didn't have a chance last Friday. Yeah, Christchurch pressured him all night long. Um, that defense is good. O-line is good. Running back's good. That's a really good football team. I think Christchurch wins this one probably by a few scores again. Yeah, I think so too. And it's uh, and you can when you're overmatched, it's different. Yeah. You know, you look at not that Ian Grissom or anybody Louisville is not talented. They're talented, but when you get overmatched, it, you you can't do anything. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see it in all. In all sports, you see it in baseball. You get a pitcher out there that, you know, is just overpowering guys. It doesn't matter how good of a hitter you are. Yeah. You're just getting overpowered. You got no chance. You know, uh, obviously we see it in football. You see it in every sport. When you get a matchup where one team is that much better, it, you know, your talent is good and great, but if you physically cannot match up and, and you know, do the things you need to do, um, especially on the lines, yeah, boy, it makes it virtually impossible. And that – Unfortunately, I think we might have that case again Friday night. Yeah, should be a, a fun Greenville County, but I think we're both leaning Christchurch there. Uh, Drill says, agreed. He thinks Thomas got in. Uh, Drill says, John's out here eulogizing Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, hee-haw and that defense at CC are going to be too much. As Carson hee-haw Shaw uh, does a great job. He set the, the record for sacks, I think, last week for, for Christchurch, John. Um, so that's all of our games. Let's take a look quick at our, our pick results from round three. Um, another good week, especially for John Epps and Jeff M. Both coming down with ten there, uh, tie for second. Dale B, Charlie L, Richard E, Lance L, Kane E, Tony twenty eight, Cam R, Jack T, Zach W, and Johnny J all with nine. And then we had sixteen folks tied with eight. Drill had eight. I had seven. Uh, these playoffs are kicking my butt. I think I've had seven That's every week. Lot. I just can't get above that. Um, but congrats to Jeff. Congrats to John getting a ten spot there. Great job in round three from. Hannah Engineering, go join that pick It's on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, on our website. Go hop in there. It's a lot of fun to do. We've got this week and next week left, so definitely get into our playoff pick And now our overall leader for the playoffs, John, 
Familiar face, Chris G still oh, yeah. leading the oh, still yeah. leading the charge there at twenty nine. Dale B alone in second at twenty six. David B twenty two at twenty five. Lance Sell, Zach W, Mark F, Coach T, Will K all at twenty four. And then tied for tenth, Corey R, Richard E, Johnny J all at twenty three. Drell leading the host pick'em here at twenty four. John, you and I are at twenty one. Uh, Chris G, hats off, man. So I guess he had a ten and eleven and eight this week. I mean, heck of a heck of a start to the playoffs for Chris. Pretty good. Uh, your your bad week is getting eight. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Those have been uh, a lot of fun for sure to do, um, John. So another quick shout out to our our friends here at Secure Advantage Federal Credit Union. Whatever your personal journey, Secure Advantage is here to offer you smart financial solutions. SecureAdvantageSU.com. Win a bank and drive a life never NCUA. Arcona Games of the Week. They offer a synergistic approach for the spine, skeletal system, nervous system, and sporting structure. Been total quality care for optimal health. Three convenient locations in Spartanburg, Duncan, and Greenville. Corner.care. That's corner.care. Our friends at the George Agency serving the county for 40 years now. Open enrollment at here. If you don't have insurance for your company, uh, give them a call. If you're a seasonal worker, a, a restaurant worker, whatever, georgeagency.net. Bradley Wainers for the group can help you out there all across the state. Or if you're a small business owner, need group insurance, they can do that for you also. And then our stock up, stock down from Founders Federal Credit Union. Get your head in the game of Founders Federal Credit Union. See how I found membership. It elevates your financial game. Training financial skills with our wider array of financial tools and services. Relax to founders.com today. See if you call off membership. Relax to founders federal credit union. The Hannah Engineering brings us our pick em each and every week. A uh, couple comments here. We've got uh, Tanisha says, John, why no faith in the little schools cross taking it one game at a time? We're going to Johnsonville 0 0. May the best team win. Hey, I, I think Cross is going to win. <laughs> that should be a good one, Tanisha. Uh, you know, Cross is playing great football. We love Montgomery and Jones there. Love what Johnsonville is doing, too, with Daquan Burroughs and Malik Shipping, those guys. They are a great football team. Should be a great matchup between Coach Cribb's squad and the and the Trojans there. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I no like doubt. Cross. I like no Big Cross. There, there you go. There you go. This is you guys for the first time tuning in. We really appreciate that. Like us here on Facebook. Share it. Tell your friends. John and I go live every Tuesday about 7 o'clock for a preview show. We'll have a state championship preview show next Tuesday at 7. Definitely don't want to miss that. Follow us also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. at Move and Change, Move, B-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. We have different stuff on each platform. Definitely follow them all. And also, like I said last week, social media is kind of a weird place, especially Twitter right now. Don't know what's going to be happening with that, so definitely come follow us everywhere in case one uh, one platform decides to go away somehow. Definitely right. come tune in to us everywhere. Moveandchange.com is our website, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S.com. has all of our links, all of our graphics our message board go talk some trash in the locker room definitely love to get you guys in there um our friday night spaces over on twitter we go live for a live scoreboard show about 10 30 11 on twitter every friday night hop in there talk about the football games talk about the scores it's been a lot of fun i do love to have you guys hop in and talk about the game that you were at as well um some great interviews still on our pages there on our youtube page some good stuff coming up for the state championship here in a couple weeks hopefully as well and then uh, our podcast apple podcast google podcast spotify etc this show will be on there as of tonight uh, Drell and I do a recap show on Sundays. It goes out on Apple Podcasts, etc. Tune in for that every Sunday, a recap show. But lots of good stuff. Uh, John, any other words for people here before we wrap up for the night? Yeah, one thing we didn't mention, and you, Drell, you guys may have mentioned this on Sunday. Uh, other than 5A, no matter what happens Friday and next week, we will see, I believe, four new state champions yes, yes. next weekend. Yep. Um, the Gaffney, only one standing. The only one that has a chance to repeat, but 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, we're going to crown a, uh, not, or at least not a defending champion yeah. Um, in, yeah. in the other four classifications. So that's really exciting to see some uh, uh, kind of fresh blood um, getting into the, getting to hoist the trophy next weekend. 
Yeah, Anthony says Dylan over Buford by two TDs certainly could happen. If they get that run game going with Martin and, and McCollum, they could they could roll over the Eagles. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, a lot of good plans. If you guys are in an area that's close to a team that's playing, get out there and go to the game, man. Uh, it's great football. You know, th at this point of the year, all these teams are very high level. Like they are very good. You're not going to see a sloppy game. You're not going to see a, a scrub team. These guys can play some ball. You really enjoy it. Go out and check out a game this Friday night. Uh, Hats off to all the teams that are still in it. Obviously, the goal every year is to practice on Thanksgiving. All these teams who are here have made it, so hats off to, to all 10 that are left. But should be some some great, actually 20, I guess, that are left, John. Excuse me, not 10, 20 right. teams that are left. Hats off to all those guys. Um, but, yeah, for John Epps, I'm Kevin Thomas. This has been our Moving the Chains Upper State and Lower State Preview Show. We will catch you guys next week.